The recording is now in progress, <clears throat> so I don't know if anyone else is going to want to copy this or not, but uh, at least if we have it. Um, and we've got real high definition this time, too, so I know how many people looked at the numbers and couldn't make them out last time. You may still not be able to make them out in here, but hopefully on the recording it will be easier. Um, so um, we really appreciate... Uh, Let's have a have a nice uh, welcome uh, hand of warm welcome to for for Dave Thomas too. <laughs> Just before Dave starts, um, let's uh, re recall where we were last time. Uh, Dave, how many people did not come last time, and, and so are starting fresh now? Okay, we've got one, two, three, four, about four four people. Uh, so, Dave, could you possibly do uh, a little bit of a recap for those people? Or do you... uh, sure. I uh, <clears throat> I don't have the uh, the slides that I started with last time. I, to be honest, I didn't. I uh, just kind of forgot about bringing those along. Oh no, that's no problem. Uh, but yeah, I guess the uh, what we did last time was. We started off with a a trade uh, done by uh, by John Locke, the uh, M3 trade, and I was running through a a um, <clears throat> there was two samples that I had done. One was a quick a quick one was basically no adjustments, basically it just went on and off, and then we started into one here that was a little more detailed. Uh, this was the one starting on here May 23rd, 2014, of which we went through you know a, a few weeks worth of uh, time frame, um, and so. Basically, we unfortunately we ran out of time, and uh, but we thought we'd uh, since I had done all the uh, the base work of uh, preparing this, we thought it would be good to get back together. And uh, Don, I thank you for the opportunity to come back and uh, uh, hopefully not uh, bore you with a, a few uh, a few a, a little bit more time of uh, how this M3 is done. No, it's very generous of you to to agree to do so, and it, it, it was a function of the fact that you had said last time that you had. Uh, some more. We didn't want to miss it if you put that work into it in the first place. Well, good. I think that the um, um, so just to give me a, an idea, Don, about how many people do we have tonight? Let me see. One, two, about thirty. I would say about thirty tonight. Oh wow! So that's a good. It's, uh, is that about the same as it was last time? No, we had like uh, closer to fifty last time, but. And hopefully, I think maybe we've got the people who are really interested this time. So, and so that you know that may work for us. Okay, great. Well, the uh, um, <clears throat> I think uh, one of the uh, uh, so um, you know, and obviously people are probably aware, Don, that you've told them. You know, my name is Dave Thomas, and I'm a uh, I'm a uh, full time uh, full times options trader. Um, it has kind of turned into a bit of a family, a family business, so to speak, because both are uh, two of the, two of uh, my three kids are also 100% full-time traders as well. Uh, they are 20, 23, and 30 years old, and they have been trading each for about, uh, about four. <clears throat> my daughter about four years, who is about 30 now, and my son who is 23, and he's been trading for about five years. So. Um, they both had uh, other full-time jobs, but now uh, uh, for some time they both, uh, my daughter has given up her full-time job to just concentrate on this 
Um, but my son, who's um, uh, does it also, um, he likes to. Uh, he doesn't feel it, it actually is uh, keeps him busy enough. Uh, so he's out there uh, pounding the pavement, and he has a full time job as well. So, uh, um, so he likes to do both. So, um, so that's become a kind of a, like I said of. Um, I also um, uh, mentor and teach my kids, and I have been doing that for quite a few years. Um, I've also taught and helped uh, various uh, neighbors and friends, um, and also <clears throat> started about a year ago with John Locke. Has actually he asked me to come on board to uh, be um, to join him to help people. To he got just way way too busy, and so he asked me to come on board to help uh, with the mentoring aspects of. Uh, of John's uh, business, the Lock in Your Success, which is uh, basically a, <clears throat> a mentoring business. And although, as I think I mentioned to you last time, guys, that the you know this is a very very um, uh, this is more of a uh, essentially a give back situation. We're trying to just help people that are interested. Um, it is very it is not the main focus of what we do because we are uh, full time traders. And so, you know we. Uh, this is I was happy to join with you guys in the, uh, I guess about a month or so ago when we joined in and now now here on uh, just after Valentine's Day here. So hopefully um, maybe you've had a chance to look at some of the trades if anybody of you I don't know if anybody is actually doing this trade at all. Um, that would actually be nice to understand. I think there was oh, one. Well, Do you want me to think, ask? Well, I think there was. I, I believe there might have been one gentleman. I don't remember his name, uh, but I think he actually. I think may have. I think he's from the group, uh, but actually, I think may have gone and um, um, decided to. I think get the M3 program and and possibly others. I I don't have his name at my fingertips, but it, I remember his last name was Walu or something like that. Walu. Well, that's great. We'd ask him if he's here to get in touch with us so that we can uh, get the benefit of his experience, too. Yeah. Um, and I guess, and to note that the, Don, the same thing, um, we had asked the folks from SMB um, that if the, because we kind of extended the session, if there was still an opportunity for you guys, if anybody was interested in purchasing the M3 program, they have graciously uh Extended the uh, the same five percent discount offer mm -hmm. uh, to you guys uh, for anybody that's watching tonight. Um, so that is still available, and then the same code, which was the letters R D. That's uh, Ralph Demo Options R D Options, um, which I believe I put up on one of the slides last time. But in case anybody didn't remember that or didn't see that last time, uh, that is available. So you would. So you would just uh, give that to the folks at SMB if, if anybody's interested. RD options. Correct. Um, and, and I guess we should say just very, very briefly before we get into the heavy technical stuff here, Davis, since you're doing uh, some overview stuff here. Yeah. But, um, there's a way for, for people, I think John Locke, if you look at his videos, over the years that you find on YouTube and everywhere, he's really a good guy. And uh, of course, uh, Dave is uh, is the same. And the uh, he does a weekly recap um, of all the major systems. And I mean, really, the systems you can gather them without buying the material. And he does not only the weekly video, but he also does. He has a bulletin board or a forum 
that you can join and you can ask questions about the systems and he'll answer them. And so will um, perhaps Dave who takes part in that. I don't know, sometimes too. I, I, I do. As a matter of fact, we we have um, a couple of different, depending upon, I guess, the membership, we have um, you know various levels of, depending upon what people pay, but we have a kind of a premium membership where we offer a few times a month a kind of a group coaching. As a matter of fact, we had one last night, um, and it's at uh, usually like... Um, uh, two Wednesdays, every other Wednesday at about 9 p.m. Eastern time. And it's uh, John and I uh, both join in and we go over. Uh, if anybody wants to join into the session, they can, or they can ask questions in advance or during the session. And so we had a very lively session last night. We've had these now running for, I guess, since about maybe November or so. And so um, uh, they've been doing very well. And that's um I think people have been getting some uh, good information out of that. Yeah, I mean, people can participate at both levels. There are mm -hmm. people for whom it's going to be efficient to subscribe to the program. We have a lot of other people here who are maybe very beginning options traders. They also may find it beneficial to subscribe, but many will not. And for those who are not, who will not, I will, you know, I would say. The most we can aim for, probably, Dave, is, is to get those people involved in the community uh, programs uh, well, because and, that and, is well, good for also, you. As and also, healthy. John, the you know at nine o'clock Eastern time every Monday morning, John does his. As long as you register uh, and you basically can join, and it's for free, uh, you just have to join, uh, and there's no charge. Uh, you can actually tune in every Monday morning at nine o'clock Eastern for John's. Um, you know, uh, basically, his he does basically a market recap, and then he goes over a a M3, a bearish butterfly, um, a rock position, and also a V Condor trade, and he basically reviews what the trades were for the during the past week, and so he goes over, and that is exactly to what the courses are designed for. That's not anything above and beyond it. It's just the the basic course. So that if you were to just trade per the course, that's what he goes over in those trades. Um, and he's been doing those for many, many years. And those things are available going back, you know, quite a few years, at least, at least I think, three to five years or so. Yeah, so, so this, that, that's all for free. To pursue this uh, even without spending a cent. And I suggest you do that until uh, you uh, feel, uh, you know, Rather than do nothing, because we we can follow it at at that level and at at both at all levels with hopefully an ongoing good collaboration with John Locke. And yeah, there's all there's also there's also one other thing, Don, that we offer um, is a for anybody that is interested and they may you know see some of this information and you know they may listen to me tonight or they may go on the website and see various things, but you know may not be totally. Uh, in sync, or, or maybe they need some, you know, kind of one-on-one -on -one time. Um, is the only thing that you need to do is ask, and um, uh, John has uh, offered up uh, my services uh, for free uh, for a free 20-minute uh, uh, consultation to for anybody that wants to find out more about it on a one-on-one -on -one basis that may have questions to ask but maybe they don't want to ask in a group session they would rather ask you know maybe one-on-one -on -one, maybe more personal questions uh, so that is totally available to everyone uh, that's that's free to anybody that wants to 
you know, have uh, a little bit more uh, information and maybe in a, they may not be uh, sold on maybe what they, exactly they want to do. They may be looking at many different uh, different strategies or different folks to, to uh, get mentoring or potentially uh, just how to start with options or whatever. Um, we do offer that. So that's uh, the only thing that you need to do is, uh, I think, Don, did you put my um, uh, email up there, Dave at LockinYourSuccess.com? Um, we'll make another. We did, certainly before, but we'll do it again. Okay. Well, and just let so you know, and that is also available. You know, just let so you know, you can get one-on-one -on -one time um, uh, with me to be able to go over, you know, whatever your individual questions, concerns are. Um, that'd be, you know, more than happy. I do, you know, uh, you know, a few of those every week for, you know, for people that uh, want to do that, and that's totally fine. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, so go right ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't uh, distract from where you were going. No, no, not at all. Um, and, I, and I think the Don, if uh, during the course of this, what I uh, plan to do this time is to. Uh, this is the trade that we had started last time, and we basically went through each day. And what I thought we'd do this time, because I really would like to, uh, you know, get through it uh, to its uh, to its uh, final uh, point. Um, what I'm going to do is do a little bit different than last time is that instead of going, you know, individually day by day, uh, what I am going to do is skip some of the days where there was nothing to do, uh, just for the, just to be able to speed things up a little bit. And we can always go back. If we have time, we can always go back. If people want to see some of those other things, I'd be happy to do that. Um, but at least this way we can kind of, um, because even then there's probably at least, uh, Oh, probably at least I'm um, just looking at my list here. You know, still about you know three three dozen uh, times where we need to, uh, or a couple dozen times that we need to kind of check in here. So, uh, so you know, seeing that it takes a little bit of time for each time, I figured that would be a uh, a more expeditious way to kind of get through some of the material. Does that uh, sound good, Don? You bet. Okay, and I say, Don, if there are questions as we go through, uh, you know, please uh, interrupt me, and uh, so I can. Um, I'd rather answer the questions as they uh, as they come up, okay? Yeah, let, let's just make sure that everybody's on board to start with, and then I'll, then you just take it away completely. But okay. Uh, so, does that does everyone have an idea what's being shown here on the screen? Um, is there anybody who you see? Basically, you see three. It, uh, this is option view software, and we're showing. Uh, uh, one long position, you probably can't see it, but in the green up there is plus one, which is the calls. Option view separates out, unlike thinkorswim, the calls from the puts. So the calls are on the top and the puts are down there. And if you know anything about a butterfly, it's plus 10, minus 20, plus 10. Can you see roughly those numbers down below? Uh, just vaguely. We can't zoom, can we, Dave, at all? Uh, yes, Michael? You identify column names that goes above those things, at least once in the session. Okay. Yes, exactly. You, yeah, so, you heard it. What is that column name? Yeah, this, this column right here, so I'll, I'll give you what all the columns are here. Uh, the first column here is market price. So this is the actual price of the mid price of the of the strike. So for example, the, the strike right here of the shorts that are the 1,100 puts, 
these are $20.80, which is right here. So that's the market price. The next column is uh, implied volatility. The third column is existing position. So that identifies the, the one long call that we have up here at the thousand strike. And then it displays down here, as Don was just saying, the butterfly, the 10, 20, 10, which basically has 20 shorts at 1100. And then we do 50 point widths to the butterfly, which would then give us 10 long puts at 1150, which are in the money. And then out of the money, long puts at 1050. So it's a, basically it's a, the total width here is 100 points between the longs or 50 points each from the, from the, uh, from the shorts. The, the next column here is, I just happen to put this in as original price. So that's the original price that was paid for it. And then delta, well, that is delta uh, of the trade of each individual option here. But down below, like for this uh, down, if you can see where I'm circling with my, uh, with my pointer down here, down below, these, this is a summary of delta. And this basically is, says minus 1.12, which is basically a, just a mathematical computation of these positions above, the long call and the 10 lot butterfly, as we call it, which is a 10, 20, 10. So if you, if you mathematically just add up all the deltas, uh, it will come out to minus one for the entire position. So this is basically a position delta as opposed to these are the individual deltas for each individual option. Does that make sense? Does that make, that, that, that's, yeah, that, Michael, is that okay? Yeah, Michael says that's very clear. Okay. And what you're doing, Dave, is you're, you're watching particularly those summary or total values down on the bottom yes. uh, to uh, maintain delta near zero and or within 50 or within 100 of zero and to maintain vega negative. That's basically the whole thing, right? Yeah, and I don't know, um, uh, the, um, so let me just show a, a, a graph here. Uh, what we had gone over last time is that I had a, a graph which basically said that the, there are guidelines that we look at. Basically, if this is basically where the position is right here, the black dot, and I'm not sure if you can see that on the screen, but this is basically where we are as of May 23rd, 2014. We're at approximately 11.25. And then in this area outside of the tent, we basically say if the delta gets beyond minus 50, so if it gets to minus 55, or minus 60, <clears throat> we would need to do something. The limit inside of the tent, just inside of the tent is minus 75, and this is a delta that we're talking about. Uh, otherwise, in the beyond to the left of this area here is a minus 100 delta. But eventually, as you can see, the T plus zero line starts to fade off and the delta starts to go from negative to neutral to positive. And eventually our limit there is plus 50. So you could see when we start off here, you know, plus 50 is right about 1091 or so. Uh, there is no minus 100 because the uh, it's the first day of the trade and the T plus zero line is very flat, so it would be impossible to get that, as would be anywhere along here. The other thing that we're looking for at the upper range is when Vega turns to zero. And so here, Vega turns to zero about 1166. So those are the key things that we're looking at right from the day one. Is basically, we're looking when Vega turns negative oh i'm sorry i'm sorry when it goes from negative to positive that's when we need to do something 
or if the delta gets to either more than minus 50 in this area, more than minus 75 in this area, more than minus 100 in the main body of the triangle, or if it gets to larger than plus 50 delta. That's it. Those are all the guidelines right there in a nutshell. Yeah, great. Now, is anyone anyone left behind, or as people basically as Dave? And these these we went over last time. We had a slide that showed all those up there. Yeah, and, yeah, and you can still find it. We have that presentation online if anyone needs it. But uh, the um, basically the way you put it last time, Dave, is like it's like flying a plane, and you have a couple of gauges or uh, something like that that you simply why you can treat it that simply and what we're just making sure that we stay delta neutral within the definition more precise definition that Dave has given and that we're resilient in the face of uh, volatility implosion which might occur uh, if, it, if if volatility is high by by keeping Vega negative that's exactly right and what we'll do tonight is uh, go through the examples of when we happen to, you know, one of our uh, indicators is telling us uh, that we need to pay attention to it and something has been uh, going beyond our number, and then I can show you uh, what the adjustment is that I made in this trade. And, you know, spe and speaking of pilots, uh, I actually have uh, a, good, a good friend of mine that's actually uh, flying in to uh, Seattle this uh, Sunday night, and he's a Southwest Airlines pilot, and we're actually He's a uh, another fellow M3 trader, and um, you know it's just kind of fun. We're we're meeting up at the airport before he flies off on his next flight on Monday, and we have a chance to you know get together and just chat, which is uh, which is a lot of fun. So, um, and he's a he's a full time uh, Southwest Airlines pilot, and he is also a full time options trader. So, just uh, you know, these things actually do exist. <laughs> People really do do this. That's great. That's great. Okay, so let me, uh, so if, if, and so just as the other thing about just starting off here, uh, we kind of went over it last time, but I'll just quickly review. The up in the upper left corner here, and Don is, again, I, I don't know if you people can, I'm hoping that you can see what I, I can see on my screen, but the, the upper left box here, it says 1125.90, that's actually the price of the Russell at 12.30. This is, and just so you know, this is uh, Pacific time uh, because I'm out here in Seattle. So this is effectively like being at 3.30 in the afternoon for you guys. Um, and basically I'm putting this on at approximately 20 to 30 points under the money. So in other words, under whatever the market is, which is 11.25. So the location that I position the shorts would be 20 to 30 points under the money, which in this case would be at 1100, which is about between 20 and 30 points under the money. And then we simply put our longs 50 points away, either uh, either side of the shorts. And then we also purchase one long call to be able to flatten things out. And that's usually at somewhere between around a 90 to 95 delta. There's, there's different reasons for doing it different places, but for now it's somewhere, somewhere in there is fine. So that's the basic setup. Along with the guidelines that I just told you guys as far as now what we go look for as we actually go, go forth with the trade. So I guess without further, so is that is that all said, Don? And I can kind of jump in now and hopefully get the uh, the plane off the ground here. Yeah, please, please do. Okay, okay. So we're going to advance to June sixth, 
And in option view, there's a little button over here which allows you to, it always takes a couple of seconds to get the trade in, but there's a little button over here which allows me to show basically what it was before we needed to do something. So it just ignores the trade that I have in here. So so here we are. We're Now we've gone from May 23rd to June 6th, and we look down at our box down here, and delta is minus 36. Well, in any condition, that would still be okay, so we know we don't have any issue there. But the only other thing we have to look at is Vega. It's turned positive. So we know we need to do something. So in this particular case, we were going to um, we're going to actually just roll some of our shorts here, just up, uh, just up one, just up one strike. So we're going to take ten of these and move them up one strike, and that will re that will reduce our negative delta, but it will also create uh, it will go out of positive and into negative vega, which is really what we want to be, because basically we're out here, and we've gone past the point where all of a sudden um, where vega is turning positive. So. Um, this is a, a critical portion for us, and if you click the button here, you'll see I just now have 10 and 10. So I basically just rolled. I did a vertical roll, just a, a vertical spread, and basically the only thing I did was I I bought back 10 of the 1100s, and I sold 10 of the 1110s. Does that make sense to folks? Yeah, basically right to because buying a vertical spread. So what I did is I'll show you here. I can actually show you. I did basically I did this. So this is the trade that I put in. So this column is called trade. So this is kind of a modeling thing. So basically I, I put this in, and as you can see here down here, you can see my delta went from minus 36 to minus two, and my vega went from 65 to minus 44. So we would now say, okay, great. You know, delta is is fine. Vega has turned from positive to negative, and the resultant is that the graph looks like this compared to, I'll just kind of superimpose them here for you, that's the difference right there. Does that help, Don? That's great, yeah. So it shows basically the green line was the uh, the old position. The I believe it's kind of brown here. The brown line here is, as you can see, it takes a little bit flatter and it basically brings a little bit more negative delta into the situation. So we end up with that with that trade. So we basically go, as you can see here, there's the trade. We just move 10 up, and the trade looks like this, and we are in good shape. As you can see, we're nice and flat through here. We're not sagging down into this area down here where we don't want to lose money out here. Um, and that's a very nice position. We've got plenty of room here and plenty of room to the downside. Any any questions? Any questions? Are people able to see, uh, understand? Great. Everybody's uh, nodding. Okay. Well, unfortunately, we can only go one more day here, and we find out we have another change. And again, if we look down again here, our delta is now positive, but also our vega is positive. So this gives us a, another more complicated situation uh, because the when our if we, our delta is not negative, we need it to be larger negative to be able to allow ourselves to create a, a negative vega situation. So in effect, what that really means is. I can't move up these shorts anymore. Like let's say moving up from here 
from the 1110s up to the 1120s because um, what will happen is I'll just show you. If we go to just move these like this, I can create negative vega. As you can see, I have negative 80 vega, but now I have positive 39 delta, and the trade would look like this. <clears throat> so you'd say, ay, ay, ay. You know, this is obviously a directional call. Uh, well, this is a directional trade now. I mean, I'm basically hoping that the, the trade just goes up from here, right? Uh, if we go down, we're in a, not in a good situation. So this happens when you get to this point in the trade where basically this will not work anymore. And so what you have to do, and one of the key things that you can kind of write down is a kind of a, a kind of a good tip for you, is that the when you see the upper longs here, which are at 1150, notice the market is here at 1174. So what's that, about 24 points above your long puts? General rule of thumb, if it gets somewhere probably like around 10 to 20 points above your upper longs, you're probably going to have to do a roll. And when I say a roll, I mean not just the shorts. I mean the entire, the entire structure needs to be completely rolled up because, as you can see, we're just too far up here. So we need to take this entire butterfly structure and move it to the right, okay? Any questions with that? Does does that does that cost you a lot? Uh, just what it costs you is what it uh, basically what it costs you to pay your commissions. So the answer is no, then. Well, it it, it costs, but it costs in commissions. Only in commissions. Correct. So basically, you would go from this position here, where basically our main shorts here, our main body of our butterflies at 1100. And we're basically going to roll this position up from 1100 up to 1140. And I'll show you that right here. So as you can see, we moved the main position up here to 1140. But what happened was that when we did this, we found out that the delta was just a little bit too high. So as you can see, as part of the rolling process, uh, you can do that as actually part of the rolling process, or you can do it just as doing another vertical. So we just rolled up five of the 1140s up to 1150. And you can see our delta now is minus 14. We have nice negative vega. And we have a position that looks like this. I think maybe, uh, let me ask, is and part of the answer to the question that was asked, that don't forget that we're gaining on the calls, on the call when the market goes up. So, uh, so we can afford uh, a few pennies or, or more because uh, we're, we'll be gaining handsomely on the long call. As you can see here, we, we purchased the original long call for $127, and now it's already up to 173 But if you take the net of the long call and the butterfly, because obviously the long call is making money here, the butterflies are all, the, the, all of, I mean, if you take this as one complete structure, about, yeah. Let's say a butterfly, or in this case, it's a broken, broken up butterfly. Uh, the net here, as you can see, the gain and loss right now, we're at minus $246. So the position in total at this point is down a couple hundred dollars. And I guess, Mayor, that's a good thing to maybe say, Don, is that the profit that we'd be normally looking at this trade per John Locke 
is usually uh, 10%. So that's 10% of 50,000. This is a $50,000 plan capital trade, which you normally would be looking to get 10% or $5,000. What's also associated with that is that our maximum loss would also be $5,000. So we don't want to lose any more than we could make in this trade. So those are some key points as well. What was your, your uh, before you made the question is, what was the profit and loss before uh, you made the adjustments? It won't uh, before the adjustment right here, um, it says it was minus 146. And after the adjustment, this is minus 246. And that was basically due to the commissions. Make, making an adjustment never changes the value. Right. Uh, it's because the there's. Except for commissions, instantaneously. Right. You rolled up 40 points. It's always a cost that changes things. There's always a cost. There's always a risk that you'll mess up the trade. No, but instantaneously, it does not cost. You can't instantaneously adjust. That's not possible. Oh, well, Dave says you cannot uh, instantaneously adjust. It's not possible, but I'm not oh, so sure. Well, let's ask a question. Um, is it inevitable that you lose money, Dave, on uh, on adjustment, apart from the commissions? Uh, no. Well, there's a <laughs> you, you get three possibilities. Uh, you could either be, uh, you can kind of, uh, be very fortunate and be basically completely neutral and it doesn't have any effect except for commissions. Um, you could go within if you become, if you were to just simply go and take off your, um, if you were to take off this trade right here as a condor, be exposed to a hundred delta and then just go and try to put a new structure on the timing of doing that. Um, and the depending upon what the market is doing, you could either be making money on it or you could be losing money on it as well. How it all, it, got, it all got, depends on what the market is doing, and we have more advanced methods to be able to show you how to actually go from, let's say, this position here to this position and minimize to a very, very small amount the, your delta so that basically as you go from one to the other, you absolutely will minimize any kind of uh, P&L impact because of market movement, which would, be a, which would be attached to having a higher delta because of going from one position to the other. But yeah, Dave, I mean, of course you, you can have some slippage, but just for your information, uh, I'm referring now to our Dave W here, not to uh, mm -hmm. the, um, John Locke says he gets positive slippage overall. In, in other words, uh, he, he makes money on uh, relative. He, he does better than uh, than options. He says. I can believe that. <laughs> yeah. Trader would be able to yeah. adjust yeah. to yeah. their yeah. advantage. Yeah. But somebody learning it. Oh yeah, of course. Have, you can make goofs. You can do that as a potential pain or the point at which you can lose. But again, this is a largely a delta neutral. Right. Trade, so that helps too. Go ahead, uh, Dave. Okay, but no, it was, a, it was a very good question. 
And I guess, you know, the, the, the key point that I'd say is that as you become more experienced with how to negotiate uh, between going from one position to the other, as, oh, excuse me, <laughs> the, uh, to be able to go and negotiate from going one position to the other, it does make a, uh, it really depends upon your, um, you know, your experience as a trader, basically is, is the bottom line. Uh, but I know some people that will go and, you know, for instance, if they were in this position here and they will go and do a quick vertical to bring these five back to here and then sell it and then sell it back as a, as a butterfly, they'll sell the long call and just get out totally and then just start again. Yeah, that's so, true. So there are, because if you, the worst thing you can do is you're starting to do this and all of a sudden the um, you know, the market moves very, very quickly. You don't want to take all of the, let's say, the puts off and you're just left with a, a long call on because every point the Russell would move would be $100. Yeah. So that's, it, it's, it's, it's definitely something that the, uh, you know, it is one of the things that we do and teach people and, um, you know, how to be able to, you know, minimize the impact. And as a matter of fact, potentially have a positive impact from it as, as well. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so let's, uh, let's see. So we are, okay, so we've rolled the position up. So we know where we are now. So now let's go up to the 18th. And now in, in the in-between days here, guys, that just means that none of our parameters were um, needed any kind of uh, uh, they didn't hit any of the parameters. So now we're in a situation here on June 18th where if you take a look at the graph, we know we're outside of the tent. And so just to remind you, the guideline for being outside of the tent is that our delta can't be any more than minus 50. So if you take a look here, our delta is minus 72. And so what we need to do is that we need to roll some of our 1140s here up. And actually what we need to do is we, we tried to roll them up to 1150, but the we didn't get enough of a, of a reduction in delta. So we actually then just went one more strike up to 1160. So we basically took five here and rolled them up to here, okay? And we brought this delta down to minus 15 and basically the trade would look like this. So we're now we're Actually, this makes us just inside the tent, um, but this makes it, you know, very nice looking position. So it's a very simple move. And so I'll just show you that there's the move right there, moving up from here up to here. Okay. And that's it. Simple move. So it's one, uh, basically, um, you know, two, well, actually just one, uh, one uh, vertical right there. Oh, hang on. We, uh, uh, John? Okay, the question was, maybe move it, uh, why did you limit yourself to moving it just a little bit, maybe move it further in anticipation or whatever, is the question. Well, the, when we're here at delta minus 71, the rule is, is that, you know, we're, we've got basically too much delta, so we need to get it below minus 50. So, and usually, usually, 
the general rule of thumb is you know anywhere from about minus 25 to about minus 40 or so, somewhere in that range is is fine. Um, okay. Without knowing what exactly the market will do tomorrow, since none of us know, um, it's a um, you know that is a bit of a uh, effectively guesswork of saying that we want to we want to reduce our delta. Uh, we could reduce it to minus 49, or we could reduce it to zero. Um, and depending upon what happens tomorrow, we would we would have known exactly what that right thing was to do. <laughs> so since we don't know, we kind of split it in between, and we say, you know, we bring it back to around minus 25 or so. And that's you know, because remember, this is not something that we are using any kind of technical analysis for. Okay, very good. Michael has a question. I see where the delta changes in the bottom boxes. Is there something in the chart up where the white blinking square is on that line or the line above? Is there something there that guides you to choose one strike up or two strikes up or whatever? I don't know if you heard that today. Probably not. But no. the question was, uh, how do you know, how can you judge whether to Let's say you want to achieve the particular delta. How many strikes up to move um, one or two? Oh, sure. It's, it's, it's total. It's by experience and trial and error. So, for instance, <laughs> so if, in, in other words, if you go up here and you say, you know, if we say, well, okay, we're not sure really how many we need to do. Well, let's try one. Okay. All right. Well, we went from minus 71 to 66. Okay. Well, that's not enough. Okay. Okay, let's try five. Okay, well, we went from minus 71 to minus 45. We're saying, okay, well, that could be enough. You know, technically, we're below 50, right? Uh, so we could do that. But by my experience, what I've found is that, you know, the I usually like to kind of split it, so I usually like to get it somewhere around 25-ish. But, you oh. know, any t anywhere from, like, 15 to 35 is probably okay. Perfect. And so that's why we did this and said, okay, well, if, if it's not that, let's go up to here. Let's and let's just move it up from there, and that's where we got it down to about 15, and that pretty much brought us right into our our zone. It's uh, it's it's literally as simple as that. And one thing that we do also do here is these base shorts that we had here. This, this butterfly is a 1020. This, the original butterfly was a 102010. So what we do, at least at this, um, uh, big, I'll say, uh, introductory level of understanding of the M3, is that we never go less than minus 10. So when we start moving up our shorts to try to uh, mitigate delta or reduce delta, um, we always leave the base one at minus 10, eventually, and then we'll keep just moving these further up here to reduce delta as need be if the market keeps on going up. But then it may get to the point like we just had back on the 6th where we had to actually, uh, or on the 9th rather, where we had to actually roll the entire position up because it just didn't work anymore. I know that's a lot of words, but that's that's what how it happens. Because you don't want it to become too unbalanced. Well, the, other, the big reason for keeping this here is that what happens if all of a sudden it comes back and we don't want to hurt ourselves to at least we want to have some protection to the downside. Yeah, right. right. So if we move those and we bring those up, 
then it basically means that our, our curve here will just start going down even quicker. So we want to, or you know, we want to keep some distance to the downside. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So we're here on the 18th. Uh, next adjustment here will be on the 20th. And again, we're just looking at those, just like Don said before. We're just looking, being like pilots here, and we're looking here and saying, okay. <clears throat> Where are we now? Well, we're outside the tent, and in this particular case, um, I think when I originally went through this, the option view software uh, must have said that this delta was a little bit beyond 50. As you, you know, every time you do this, it's you know, it can it can it's doing a lot of calculations, and these calculations can be off, you know, by a couple of points. So it's showing 49 now, but. Uh, it was at least over 50 when I originally did this, so you just have to trust me on that one. So assume this is more than minus 50 at this point. So what we ended up, well, actually, sorry, let's see. Yeah, so we went through and um, basically did an adjustment. We rolled five of those 1150s up to 1160, which is what I can show you right here. So these five right here, we just moved up, and we reduced the delta from minus 49 to minus 19. And again, take a quick look at the graph, still nice and flat. And you may kind of take a look at this, and I know a lot of people will look at graphs like this and say, gee, this doesn't seem right. Where, you know, where are you going to make your money? Everybody wants to be back in here, and everybody wants to kind of be in the center of it because what do most people like? They like symmetry. You know, we, we, you know we're, we, we like to be in the middle of things, and we, we know that all this profit's back here. And we're saying, you know, a lot of people ask me all the time, well, what in the world are we doing sitting out here? And if you, this actually, believe it or not, is the, in the area that I'm kind of circling right here is actually the sweet spot of the trade. Because we can easily adjust to the upside as we've been showing. The more difficult adjustment actually is, is on the downside. Because if the market makes a big move down, which we will see in this trade, um, then you have to, you know, Vega in this case is turning against you. So you actually, uh, we're actually, where it's completely different is that when you're moving up, when you have negative Vega, it's working in your favor. And but moving down, it's not moving in your favor. So once you get to the point where Delta goes from negative to positive and you have negative Vega and you're going down, you get two things working against you. So it's kind of a double whammy on the way down after you turn positive delta. And in John's course, you know, there's, you know, remember this is a, a a quick presentation, and his course there's you know many many hours of presentation of the details explaining the whys of, of many of the things that I'm mentioning tonight. Okay, let's move on to the 27th. Our next. Modification. Okay, here again, our delta is minus 66. We try to figure out where we are. We must be outside the tent again. Here we are. So we need to fix this up a little bit. And we simply just go and roll a few more of these 1160s up to 1170. And you'll see it right here. I just needed to do five. And you can see I brought it down from uh, let's see, what was it, minus 66 down to about 28. So, you know, within that zone that I was telling you guys about, you know, somewhere between, you know, 15 to 35-ish, you know, 
And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I tend to, with these numbers, I don't like to do onesies or twos or threes or fours. If I can do it, fives is nice uh, because it also makes it easier when you want to uh, take the trade off. Okay. If there's no questions there, I'll go on to the next trade here. Just a couple, couple days more. Could he, uh, you, he would, he would, uh, the graph of what now? Of the, he, the question is, could you show the graph of what you just did? Oh, sure. Oops. We'll go back there. And here is, let's say, let's make sure this is, okay, that's the adjustment. Yeah, that'd be And then here's the graph. So as you can see, we're up a little bit of money now. And we're just kind of hanging out here, nice and flat, very, very safe, right? You know, quite a bit in either direction, too. Is that is that okay? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Let's go up to July 1st. And here we got a situation where let's take a look at where we are first. Ah, okay, so this is interesting. So now we're notice and notice uh, this is actually a key point because let me just go back for a second here. Remember, we started this trade at 50 at 56 days, I believe, to expiration. Now we're at 17 days. So we're getting pretty darn close. So we've been in the trade for what? Close to 40 days? Yeah. Okay, 39, 39 days? Okay. And you notice... Notice how the graph starts to, you know, look a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more uh, sensitive to movement. And you can see that the, uh, you know, just the, just the kind of the shape, uh, you know, the shape of the graph tends to start to, the T plus zero line starts to really be getting a bit wavy in here, right? And that starts to happen when, you remember, as, as time grows nearer to expiration, the T plus zero line wants to, you know, it wants to drive up and up and up towards this eventual curve right here, okay? So it's it's going to get, it's, it's driving up more and more and more, and it's getting more sensitive, and fluctuations in price uh, are getting even more sensitive. So that's why a lot of the reasons come into play now where maybe through the first parts of the trade, you know, you look at it and you say, gee, it's kind of like, you know, watching the grass grow. Um, you know, now it's, uh, well, it's getting a little more exciting now. So in this particular trade, we had um, uh, what happened here? We're outside the tent, but look at our Vega. It's up to positive 93, okay? So we take a look at this and say, well, remember what I mentioned to you before? How far is our how far is the market past our longs up here? The market's at 1208. We're at 1190, 18 points. I know for a fact that this delta is not enough it's not negative enough to be able to counteract this huge positive vega down here. So the only choice that I have at this point is to take the entire structure. Remember, I'm not doing anything with the long call, so I'm just dealing with the the puts here. I have to take and basically roll the all of these positions up from 11. The base shorts here from 11.40. We're going to move them up to 11.70. And, and and all the long everything along with it as well. So if you look here, 
We took, now we're based at 1170. We still have our longs 50 points apart, just like before. But to correct delta and put it in the right place, we had to put our shorts here up one to 30 points away at 1200. And the reason for that is to be able to um, create a delta situation that will be basically, you know, within the guidelines. So we know that when we're in this area of the graph, remember we're usually in a round boat. We should be uh, somewhere between zero and minus 75. We correct while we're doing the modification, while we do the adjustments. For instance, if we would have gone and not moved these here and we would have had them back down here, okay, this is what it would look like. Okay, not, not good, right? Anybody? <laughs> Hopefully I get some nodding in the head. Yeah, because, say again, sorry. You're saying what does the delta uh, look like on that one? Yeah, delta on this would be minus 217. So it'd be, it'd be minus 217, and we're basically right in the zone here. We say we can't have any more than minus 75. So during the process, I actually went and tried, and I said, okay, well, maybe not. Um, so if we didn't have it here, how about if we tried it here? Okay, well, now it brings it down to 138. Well, that's a little bit better. Okay, here's the graph. Oh, okay, it's, it's looking better than before, but... You know, we don't like this area down in here at all. So then basically we're, we're basically robbing Peter on this side to pay Paul on this side, okay? We're losing some of our T-bill zero line, if you want to call it hump, on the, on the, on the triangle side and underneath the tent for over here. And you'll see, and you'll see again that if I uh, just get rid of those and go back to our real trade, which is here, you can see that now we can have a T-plus zero line that does not cross the x-axis. We don't have this nice big hump up here anymore, but we needed to do that to be safe on the upside. And we just went within our guidelines that said to do it within about minus 75 in this area. And that's what we did. We got it down about minus 38. And, you know, there's a big part. That's why we like this software, because you're able to go in and check this and see if it, you know, really makes sense. Any any questions on that one? That was kind of a big move. Any questions on that? I don't, I don't see any. Okay. Oh, there is one. Michael? Well, at some point, will it be possible to see how one um, these moves TOS? Well, I'm going to show TOS. Uh, okay. I'm going to show in TOS. Fine. Was there a question about Thinkorswim? Yeah. Well, uh, Michael was just saying um, he'd like to see uh, some of this in Thinkorswim, and that's what exactly – I mean, I guess you could do it too, but I've prepared some um, some examples where we'll show this. I mean, it's more difficult in Thinkorswim because uh, it's the, the think-back capability is not as powerful, but it's well, – we can look at it when you get to it. Okay. We'll come back to that. Okay. okay. 
Yeah, and, and, and the looking at this in option view versus thinkorswim will always be a little bit different too. Hmm. I guess that's the easiest way to put that. <laughs> okay, so let's move along. Let's go up to July 7th. Okay, we've got a situation here where we got 106 positive delta. So what's happened? The market went down quite a bit. And so now we're in this kind of a situation. So remember our last time we looked, we were up right around here. So now we're all the way down here. So remember we just, you know, throughout this trade, we're constantly being challenged to the upside. Well, now we've come back, okay? So one thing to note, is that you know at this at this point right here we're beyond our plus 50 delta we're now at um, plus 106 vega is no problem okay we are up about 2400 dollars okay but because of where we are we need to do something here and what do we need to do we actually now as opposed to remember all the work that we've been doing so far is to go to the upside well now we have to kind of reverse gears here and we need to roll this down to uh, 1150. So we're basically going to take the base, the base component here, which is at 1170, with its uh, with its associated 50 point longs. We'll move it down to 1150, and then we we'll, we will place the other shorts. We'll play with that until we can find the correct place to put it, whether it be at 1150, 60, 70, 80, or whatever, to get our delta in line. In this particular case, the shorts got moved down to 1150. And the other shorts, these guys right here, only had to move down to 1180. And I can show that to you right here. So you can see the whole thing got moved down to 1150. And just like I went through the example before, we usually just, we have to kind of try it here and try it here and eventually get it to the place where our delta is in a number that's that's okay. Sure. In this particular case. Did you move the uh, long? Yes, we can go back and look. The longs were at 1120 and 1220, and now they're at 1200 and 1100. We moved everything down 20 points, and then we moved the extra set of shorts here to we fine tune that to where we would have an acceptable graph uh, and delta uh, position that would look like this. Okay, very similar to like we did before. We basically brought it in here. If we would have, again, if we would have taken this delta here and didn't put it here, and we just put it right here, and just did a straight butterfly, you know, we'd end up and be looking like this. Okay. So as part of the analysis when you go through the trade, you have to figure that out in advance. And then we figured out that it needed to be up here. We got our delta in line. And then we created a trade that looked like this. Much more, you know, much safer. Michael? Okay, back on the tableau of numbers, uh, there's a pink background and a blue and greenish background. It's white. Is there a key to that? And Michael's question is, what, what does the blue versus the... 
Yeah, it's right here. This button right here where it says this button right here it says it shows standard deviation shading. Standard deviations. It's standard deviation. Of the under of of the strike, I guess. Well, no, it's from no, 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 from eleven eighty seven, from eleven eighty seven. Okay, just like I can show it to you on the graph. See down below here these stripes down below. The I believe that you would call this magenta. I believe uh, <laughs> would be this is one standard deviation right here from where the market is right here, and the teal color here is two standard deviations. Okay. And that's what this is also showing you here. This is the this is one standard deviation here. The blue or teal or whatever you call them that is one is, is two standard deviations, and white is beyond. And if you don't want to see that, you just click this button and you do that. We're all learning option view here. <laughs> Any other questions? On this, at this point, at this, no. Well, well just yeah, Michael. We're all learning option view here, and since Bach and company are presenting an option view, this sort of background is helpful. Exactly, exactly, and not only that, but we'll hold, we'll try and hold uh, thinker swim later to some of the same standards when we get to that. Dave, uh, Dave. Is standard deviation. Is that like a thirty? Yeah, what is, is the 30-day model based on in terms of days? Um, What's the standard deviation? What is, say that again, Dave? standard deviation based on? Let's see, standard deviation. Is, is there a question, Don, or I'm not sure? Of standard deviation. So how many, how, what is the history that they're using? Is it, is it like based on historical volatility or implied volatility? Uh, so you want to know the derivation of their formula for standard deviation? That's what he's asking, whether we can answer yeah. it. I have no idea. We don't know, okay. Yeah, I have no idea. I, mean, I would think it would be based on the current model that's being used for all the prices which is all being based on implied volatility. I mean, nothing nothing is being based on historical yeah, volatility. Yeah, right? I believe I believe it's just implied volatility. I mean, it's there's many things factored into standard deviation, but if you're asking specifically about volatility, I believe it's implied volatility versus historical. I'm sure it would. Otherwise, it would show all sorts of anomalies. Right. All righty. Uh, let's move on. Let's go on to the eighth here. And this is a very interesting kind of day. So here we're on July 8th. So as you can see here, we've got 10 days. This is right here, it says 10. So this is 10 days left till expiration. And right now we've got a, we're right at our max, pretty close to max delta here, you know, about 50. You know, here's, here's what we look like. So I would call this position um, kind of aptly named, kind of almost sitting on top of the ball, meaning either direction, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, it, it tends to be uh, <laughs> you're at almost maximum gain today. Anything tomorrow, up or down, will probably be, you know, less than what you're doing now, um, unless you get a nice 
change in pricing from the market makers. So because of the position that you're in right here, you've got many things that you could be doing. Um, one of the things we take a look at is saying, well, gee, you know, our profit level on this is, you know, prescribed to be 10%, but we've only got 10 days left to go, and we're up a little bit over 5%. We're at about 2700 right now, and that gain and loss includes $255 worth of commission costs, so we're up, that includes that, so we're up about a, a net of $2,700. So, you know, there's different things that you could do right here, and you might ask, say, well, you know, Dave, what are what are the various things that we could do? Well, number one, we could what? We could simply just take the position off. We could just say, you know, we're up a little bit over five percent. Um, it's been a it's been a it's been a hell of a ride uh, for uh, 46 days, um, and you know, maybe that's the that's what we should do, and that is an option that you could do. Uh, the other thing is, obviously, there's always uh, the option of saying, stay put, don't do anything. Um, or the third option is because we're at our limit of delta plus 50, we could go and roll it down. Okay, we could go and take our whole structure again and move it down probably by another 20 points or so, down from 1150 down to 1130. You know, obviously, if we knew exactly what the market was going to do tomorrow, we would know exactly what the right option was to do. But uh, for demonstration purposes, um, what I'm going to do is actually just stay put at where we are right here. I, be I, be I believe that's what I'm <laughs> – let me just double check. I believe that's what I did right here is just stay put. And let's go on to another day and see how we make out. But knowing that – all those options are available to you at this time. We could roll down, we could take it off, or we could just stay put because, you know, technically we're not at our 50 delta. So, you know, we could make the argument that we don't have to roll down. So let's go on another day and let's see what happens. Let's take a look at the market. Okay, so what did the market do? It went up one point. But our gain and loss jumped up by quite a bit, okay? So, unfortunately, we're sitting here almost in the same predicament as yesterday. Again, we're sitting on top of the ball. We've got a couple more shekels in our pocket, and the same situation exists. We could either take it off, we could stay put, or we could, uh, in this case, now we would not roll it down because we're at a delta of minus, about minus four. So, you know, the option of rolling it down in this case is, um, you know, we could do it, but by definition of the guidelines, it isn't something that we would do. So here's a situation where you could, again, you could go and um, we could take off the trade, take our $3,500, which is, you know, getting close to around 7% or so uh, for whoever wants to do the math, but, you know, somewhere around 7%-ish. Uh, we're not quite at 10%, but, you know, we're there. So in this, again, for demonstration purposes, let's go and keep going because I know everybody's at the edge of their seat wondering what's going to happen the next day. I can just, I can sense that even though I can't see you guys. Well, it's certainly interesting because people like exploration plays too, so. Well, and okay, so here's, uh, now we go to July 10th. The market's down about 10 points. Our delta's down minus 29. We're up now about another Another little bit here, so we're up at around 
about 8% now. And so what do we do? Well, <laughs> we got various things that we could do. You know, the decisions are, well, what's first and foremost? Okay, we're eight days till expiration. And actually, let me do this. Um, sorry, I, wish I showed you my hand here. <laughs> so we're sitting here at 124 delta. So our delta is over the limit. So what do we got to do? Well, we got one day to go before expiration week. We're here on Thursday. Next week is expiration week. Uh, we've got a plus 50 delta adjustment, okay, because we're now at 124. So we could either do a couple of things. We could we could exit right now with the profit that we've got. We could we could actually go and roll the whole position down per the normal M3 rules, okay, which would be like rolling it from 1150 to 1130. Um, and when we do that, I'm just Give me a second here. I'm just looking at my notes here. Okay, so let me let me see show you what we're going to do here. So we actually rolled it down to 11:30. So we're taking we're making the decision to keep in the trade. We're gonna we're gonna keep going for trying to get to our target at 10%. There were some options of where we place our shorts here. Okay, and so there's various places, and you know we can the details about how much where we move each one of these and how much delta we have. Um, but suffice to say, this is where we ended up to place the position that looks like this. So we rolled it down, and we got it to be relatively flat. And the reason we got that was because we moved the shorts. The main ones, remember, I told you, I always keep 10 at the bottom here at 11:30, and then we move some right up here. And that created a delta which was relatively flat. You know, still got negative vega. We're up nicely. And again, we're sitting right at the top of the tent. Now, remember what I told you before is this is also a great time to exit because, you know, only if the market kind of hangs in there really nicely, if we have a large gap of, you know, 30, 30, 20, 30 points or something, we're not going to be too happy. So those are the risks. Any questions there? No, no questions. Okay. So what, what I continue with is the the path of the M3 roll down to 1130 with shorts at 1130, 60, and 70, and our delta uh, here at about, about minus 20, 29 in this case. When I did my notes, it was minus 21, but anyway. <laughs> so what do we do? Let's go off another day. Okay, so now we're here Friday, a week before expiration. The market had no change. It was just down less than a point. Our our position now is up $5,000, which is at our 10%. And this is what it looks like. We're sitting right here up on, right up on top of the ball. And we've been very lucky in the sense that we've uh, we've continued on with the trade to get to our profit. But as we know, any step along the way, you know, we were totally at the mercy of the market. So one of the things that we could do here is obviously we could take it off for 10%. And if we had 
if you had looked before at the couple of different options of where we placed the strikes up here, um, there were places that if we would have uh, done it one way, we would have not. We would have been just up. Uh, well, we would have, this, the way we did it, we were up five thousand dollars. If we would have done it slightly different, we could have been up over about fifty-seven hundred dollars or six thousand dollars, depending upon how we moved our shorts around. Okay, so this was the most conservative way, and it made the least amount of money, but it did get us to our profit level. So, Don, this is up to you. We've got four more days to go, and not sure how much time we've got left here, but basically this would be the end of the trade uh, normally because it has met our profit target. Uh, we do have a week. We do have, you know, the next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, you know, if, uh, if there's anybody interested, I did trade it through then, uh, but if you want to stop here, we could do that, or we could, uh, you know, bring it right up to the last minute of expiration if there's anybody that's interested. No, uh, no, go ahead, you know, by all means. Okay. All right, very good. Okay, so let's go to Monday. We're coming down the home stretch. And here's a case where, again, our delta was up to minus 160. So we're in this kind of a scenario. Okay. Make this a little bit smaller so you can see it. So as you know, getting into expiration, it's getting a lot more curvy. So our, it's our delta is minus 160. We need to do something. So we needed to roll basically our 1160s up to 1170 to compensate for that. And it would look like this. So we just roll them up to here. Reduce our delta to minus 53, and here we are here, just flatten it out just a little bit, okay? Go on to the next day. Notice the market was only up about five points this day. Let's go to the 15th on the Tuesday. And here we are. The market went up about 11, I'm sorry, went down about 11 points. Okay, our profit is up to about 6,700 now. But our delta is more than plus 50. So believe it or not, yeah, yeah, we're going to actually roll down again. So we're going to take our 1130s and actually move the whole structure down. So we've moved it down to 1110. And to get the deltas actually in line here, we actually had to do kind of an interesting adjustment up here where we actually had to go up and move our shorts all the way up, but then even then it didn't work. So actually we had to step on some of the longs up here. So if you can see, what we actually did is that we, uh, it's, this would be a little bit hard to show you, but the uh, you can see that we basically took our minus 10, we normally would be, we normally would have like minus 10 here, and this would be plus 10, whoop. And we'd have plus 10 here. That's what it would have been normally. But when we did that, it didn't, the, the deltas did not work out correctly. So we actually had to take, effectively, we had to go and um, step on the longs with our shorts, if that makes sense to you guys. So in other words, we're in this position right here, and we actually had to we had to buy back three of these and sell three of these, which resulted in seven and seven over here. Does that make sense, or is that really confusing? Okay, go ahead and put all the three and three there. See what the greens look like. 
Okay, the question was, go ahead and put on the 33 so that we can see what the Greeks look like. Before. Uh, sorry, Don, to do what? Say that again, Ryan. Could you just do uh, minus 3 and plus 3 right where you are? Right? Could, could you do minus 3 and plus 3, he says? Oh, sure. So this is what it would have been before the trade. And you can see this is what you would end up with. Okay. And so that would have given you a delta of about minus 114, which would have been unacceptable. So that's why we just went and stepped on these. Okay. And got the delta down and created this kind of a line. So it was just a way to, it was just a method of being able to flatten it out a little bit. And one of the consequences of doing this, or the one of the nice things, is that as we reduce our longs, we actually take this expiration graph and that starts to come up more because of that. So we reduce our risk even more on the, on the, on the upside. That's a little bit more of an advanced technique, but that's, that's, an expiration week, uh, that's what you need to be doing. Interesting to see it. Yeah, a little bit more of an advanced technique that does not usually get caught, uh, taught in the main course. <laughs> so let's go on to the next day, uh, to Wednesday. So let's see what the market does for us. It um, does nothing. It just goes down less than a point, okay? And... But again, our delta is up to minus 111. So a little bit too mm -hmm. much for where it is right there, as you can see. Okay. And I know looking at this curve, you say, wow, you know, this is really getting quite, you know, quite crazy. But that's expiration week. So what I wanted to do is just trim that a little bit. So what I did is I came over here and just reduced this by one. I basically just rolled another one down. I just brought it to minus 79. And it just flattened this out somewhat. Okay, and this is a this is a questionable call. Whether you want to do one of those or two of those, it's a it's a judgment call. Just for informational purposes, I usually tend to like to have a little bit more of a hump on the backside of me here, uh, just to protect against big downward moves versus the uh, an upward move because here my risk is much lower because of as you can see by the yeah. expiration graph. So that's that's just my own personal sentiment on that. Okay, so we're on Wednesday, and now we're going to go into Thursday, which is the final day. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go. Um, I'm going to go a couple of hours. Just look at look at it a couple of times during the day. So here we are. We're down a point, but the graph is looking like this, and. You know, I'm not liking this area in here, and not liking it is, is obviously a judgment, but I look over here at my delta, it's minus 107. I say, well, that's just a little bit too much. So let's get it back under about, you know, about 75 or so. So I bring it to a little bit less than that, and makes the trade look like this. Just flattening it out just a little bit. And let's go to uh, 9.30. See what happens, we're at 
Now we haven't jumped down about nine points, okay? We're up about 8,000, Delta's plus 16. We're looking like this, okay? And we're fine right now, so there's nothing to do. So now let's go just another hour. And this is typical of trading in the last day. You'd have to be looking at it this many times. Okay, did an hour, nothing too exciting there. Didn't really do too much. Let's look at another hour, 11.30. Okay, now we're down 11. Still our delta's plus 32. Check the graph, we're still okay. Now let's go to the end of the day at 12.30. And now we've bumped up to plus 83. We're looking here, starting to head down this line. Well, we're a half hour to go. It's, you know, sorry guys, it's time to, it's time to, you know, the party's over. So, you know, we end up the trade when we take this whole thing off. You know, we ended up the trade. I can look over here. Um, just go to here, and I'll show you in the reports. Yeah, we made about $7,300 or so. So uh, 73, you know, 73.76 divided by 50,000, that's about 14 and three quarter percent. Wow. So there it is, gentlemen. Questions, comments? Yeah, luckily, you can't throw, uh, luckily you can't throw fruit at me. <laughs> great, great presentation. Thank you so much. Um, so I thought you never adjusted your call whatsoever. And is that typical that you never have to touch that guy? Didn't check? The question was, uh, I noticed you didn't, uh, Ryan says he noticed you did not adjust the call. Uh, is, that, uh, is that frequently the case? That is uh, very frequently the case. Um, it's only by rare occurrence that I end up usually doing anything with the call. And part of that, you know, part of that reason is um, the call is a very expensive thing, and the effect of also slippage, as you know, somebody was mentioned before. You know, what happens when you try to make trades? Um, you know, what I found is that you know, it's a, it's a. Since it is a deep in the money call, it's a very, very expensive option, and the bid and ask is usually quite large, so you really have to be careful. And so, the least amount of times that I have to trade it, the better off that I that I like to do. All the better, it keeps it simpler. Michael, in taking off this multi-leg trade, do you do it one leg at a time, or do you pair? In taking it off, do you uh, do you do one leg at a time, or do you take off uh, spreads? Uh, well, great question. Um, <laughs> I actually uh, just a week ago, I uh, I developed a uh, uh, I developed a bit of a uh, uh, procedure, and um, actually did a presentation on on John Locke's uh, website. Uh, for folks there to, um, it was based upon actually experience that I got both working with my son and my daughter, uh, you know, in between uh, football games one Sunday afternoon, uh, doing some back trading, and we basically went in and 
looked at many, many different ways of how to either um, minimize delta by rolling, uh, by for entering a position or exiting a position. And so, um, but the, so there was, there's very eloquent ways of doing it, which is basically what I described in my presentation, or there's kind of the brute force method, which is, you know, going in and, um, you know, taking off um, a whole butterfly if you have it or a whole condor. Um, but the whole big thing is you want to do it to minimize risk. So many times it's going in and taking pieces, you know, pieces of it. Uh, unfortunately, when you have one big long haul out there, uh, you know, doing it in pieces sometimes is a little difficult. So it, it does require some, some expertise to try to minimize your delta exposure. If you're not worried about delta exposure so much, uh, what I normally do is uh, if it has to be done quick or if it gets down to it, usually I try to limit it to about maybe to the delta exposure of one long call. So if I have a position on that has, let's say, more than one long call, I'll usually always go basically kind of back and forth in the trade, doing some negative, some positive, and you basically take pieces going back and forth without going through a huge amount of detail. You know, it's basically, you know, you take a little bit of each and you go along until you can actually, um, you know, the whole big thing is to keep your trade safe while you're trying to get out. Sure. And, and the best way that I know about doing that is keep your delta low. Try and keep your delta even as you take. Uh, yeah, so you can be doing you can be doing vertical spreads, you can be doing butterflies, you can be doing condors. You can vary you can vary the quantity that are in each, and you could vary which ones you're taking off, all in an effort to try to minimize delta. Super. Uh, now, uh, are are you gonna? I'm gonna show some uh, thinker swim stuff. Uh, are you gonna? Do you have to go, or do you want to stick around, uh, Dave? Uh, let's see. Uh, I got to check the time here. Uh, no, I've got a. Uh, I've got a little bit of time. Okay. Well, um, if you don't mind, then we'll just. I'll just do some thinker swim stuff, which maybe. Um, I won't comment any further. Let's just uh, try it. Uh, Dave, could we show the thinker swim on your machine? You want to grab the um, presentation, or? Just to think or swim live on your machine, please. And you may as well see if you can manipulate. You may not, it may be hard for Dave because I haven't ever shown him this no, before. Drive it. Okay, drive he wants me to do it. it. Okay. Want to tell me? Yeah. Could could we? So uh, this is, well. First of all, I should explain what we have here for think or swim. I am not a think or swim uh, user. Uh, really much, except that it is free, and a large majority of our members use it. And so, and I know that the reality is that most of our members are not going to go out and buy Option View right away. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, Don. Are you going to share your desktop so I could see it? Oh yeah, Dave. Could you share share it, please? Uh, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Um, yeah, it's these guys out on the West Coast, you can just kind of forget about us out here, right? Because uh, <laughs> I had that in mind, and then I forgot. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> let us know if it still doesn't show up in a, in a minute, in a second or so. Uh, it, does it show it? Not yet. No, it doesn't. Do we make ourselves a presenter? Yeah, you just took the ball, so that's the first step. 
Now you have to, somebody needs to share their screen. Okay. So, um, can you see oh, it now? There, okay, yeah, it just came up. Okay, great. So, for people who um, are more familiar, they'll already understand all of this, know all of this. But if you, now, what we want to do is uh, Thinkorswim has a great, uh, very adequate capabilities for modeling um, the uh, risk graph in uh, if, if you're trading live or you're uh, projecting forward the current uh, market condition and looking at various situations as to what happens when that happens. Uh, however, for purposes of what we're doing today, uh, we uh, wanted to be able to duplicate or at least uh, imitate, <laughs> might be a better word, some of uh, Dave's uh, trades in, in, this, uh, in this particular expiration month, which is in the past. So we have to use think back mode. Uh, for this ex for for uh, for back testing. Uh, now let's see. Uh, it did pick up the dates uh, here, 6:27. Let's go back to uh, back to, back to May 23rd, I believe we entered. Yes. So we go back to May 23rd here, and down here, there's two places you enter the date. We're in a think-back mode here. If you go, and it's even, there's a sort of a bug. You can't really select it here, analyze. Uh, once you're in any aspect of analyze, you're stuck in it. Unless you go over here first and then come over here. Uh, and then you can select, uh, well, let me do it. What the heck? And then we go over here, analyze, and now you can go into think-back mode. Again, think back the backtesting mode of thinkorswim as opposed to simulated trades, which would be doing trades now based on the current market but projecting forward. The environment is much richer for under this ad simulated uh, trades uh, uh, choice, but uh, it simply doesn't allow you to go back in time. So to go back in time, we have to choose think back here which then does have limitations. So I was mainly focusing here on ways to get around the limitations. Uh, if there were any, I wanted to see if it was even feasible at all <coughs> to, do, uh, to do this. So you've got two panels here, and we can set the date here. And it doesn't, it's sort of amusing because uh, you would think you would only need one date, but to their mind, you need two. So here, you, your basic date is, uh, the, or your date that you're first and foremost looking at is May 23rd. And for our back trades, we also need to set that to whatever date we want to look at. Yeah, that's the P&L date, basically. Yeah. So it is. So uh, we can go uh, to the 23rd here also. Could you hit four, please? Thank you. What do you want done? Six, no, I'm there now. That's federal. Six twenty-three. Most of the time, it pays to put put them the same. Otherwise, you'll find yourself confused. 
Pardon me? Oh, it should be, uh, I said it wrong, David. My error. It's 523. Thank you. So, uh, now, what I found is, and I'm going to shortcut this a little bit because we're going to run out of time, um, is uh, first, you know, I don't need this panel at all. So, what I found, well, first of all, just to keep it uh, so we can see something, <clears throat> here's our long call. So, we buy this right on uh, May 23rd, 2014, and we also uh, buy on, on May 23rd uh, our butterflies. So here are, now I'm not going to show you the mouse clicks because that would take another five minutes and we'll never get through this, but basically what I found is it, if you put in a, a butterfly, you will have three legs here. I put four. And how did I get four in there? It turns out you cannot modify the trade. In other words, if you put it in with three, which if you if you click butterfly on their menu, they will give you a three-leg trade, and there is no way to modify it to be a four-leg trade when you want to split your strikes in the middle. There is in other areas of 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 uh, think or swim, but in this particular area. There is none. If anyone finds one, by all means, uh, call me a liar or, or prove me wrong. I tried every, everything possible. So the thing to do is to enter it as an iron condor and, and set the two middle legs the same. That way you can have four legs. And four is the maximum <laughs> in think or swim. Um, okay, where am, I, where am I getting that? Oh, that's um, so So that's a, a trick. Because if we put it in like this, uh, a long uh, one, uh, long eleven hundred and uh, eleven. Let me find the long thing. Uh, long ten fifty and eleven fifty, and two short eleven hundreds. In terms of lots of ten, that'll make it easier later when we want to split it up. That's all. So make it an iron condor and customize. Just change this to custom from uh, uh, from butterfly. And you can do that. Now, if we enter this, these two positions um, on May 23rd, uh, our initial profit will be zero on both of them because we just entered them. So just sitting there where we are. Now let's step forward day by day. And, um, okay, so here we go. May 24, let me see. If you notice now we're developing some, uh, uh, some, yeah, some uh, different values here for the data uh, delta. And uh, we're minus, yeah, and we're, Okay, now it is showing up, and we're uh, we have some profit and loss developing. The delta minus. So what is what is the delta of our overall position here? It's close to zero, correct? Because I'm maintaining them separately. You might think, well, we'll put them all in one, uh, and you 
could do that as long because we have one tray. We could combine these two middle legs, but uh, it's it's just as it's just as easy to leave this one. So that because that leaves us with the four full use of the four for purposes of maintaining our uh, adjusting our middle uh, our, our, our short legs later. Hey, hey, John. Yes. Could you show the risk profile of that? Yeah, that that is uh, what we can do. Uh, sure, let me now, just. I'm, just click on it to be able to show the graph. You cannot do that in 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 Thinkorswim um, in back test mode. However, uh, you're right that you want to see it. That's I've, I researched that. I found 89 people who say you can't do it. Uh, so I didn't just go by my own experience. What, what happens? What happens when you click the thing up above that says risk profile? Where is it? Right under where it says scan. Oh, okay. That just. Oh, I'm sorry. That just takes you out of think back. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. We've had it. We're, some people in the room, which I'm very happy with, are confirming. So, because um, so, that means I'm glad to hear that people have been working with this stuff. So, uh, Dave, could we go to um, to my the remote access to my <clears throat> to, to my well? No. Let's go now. Let's see. Yeah, let's go to the remote access to my system if we can. Um, okay, let's get rid of that. So here is a tool you can use, which is Hoadly. This is what you're going to have to use if you want risk diagrams and you want to do back testing <laughs> in Thinkorswim. There is no other way, period. And and it's good because it costs free. It's free for a, a limited version, uh, which isn't, however, completely adequate to showing all. But I simply copied those same legs. Now, let me see which one this is. This is, uh, does that say? Looks like that, Don, it looks like that might be the wrong month because it's only 27 days to expiry. Oh, there no, we go. no, I know, I know. We'll get the entry here. So, so here, here we are. Uh, with 55, 55 days to entry. What is the date here? Um, it's 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 okay. Um, yeah. Where does the we've cut off the right portion of the screen, Dave? Is there? Oh, I guess I have to get it down here somewhere. Is that right? No. Can we? Is there anywhere we can get the? Oh, now pull it. Thank you. No, it doesn't make any difference. No, that's that's within Hoadly. Um, oh, actually, you might be right. You might be right. What am I saying? Oh, thank you very much. No, that was a good idea. I apologize. So, um, we're missing the top of it. 23rd of May. There it is. There's the date. So uh, so there's your risk diagram. And now I'll show you in Holdly uh, what you can do. See, now here what I did, well, for now this is just entry. Here's the call, here's the long call, and here's the puts. And I actually found that the values accorded quite well. 
uh, with the values in Thinkorswim. Uh, the, here we're showing net option value, debit credit. Here, this one got blanked out. We want to look at position delta. And here you see that our, our total delta is, 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 is zero. Now, the values here, in, in option view, they multiply this value by 100. These values are the same for the individual uh, legs. But uh, if this were uh, option view, this would say 3 instead of 0.03. Uh, each side, I'm sure, thinks they're, <laughs> they're being more logical. So, um, so, and you can also show the delta on here. And delta, where is delta anyway? Second one. Second one, thank you. So, uh, so there's delta. And actually, if you start to look at these, you can learn a lot. And, and so delta, and we can also look at vega. And uh, here's our, now let's look at vega up here. But you can also see the, the vega of the individual trades, of the individual um, legs, which is more than you can see in thinkorswim. At this, you'd have to, you can't see this in, in Thinkorswim. And you also can look then back to go back to the position vega. And uh, we see that it is, it was, a, it was a similar number in, it's a little different, it's a similar number. In, this would be 394, minus 394 in Thinkorswim. Now let's go forward here. Let's stay here for a minute. And um, let's go, how did we do that? Oh yeah, we went over here. And, oh, that's too far. You can see all the numbers too, if you want. Um, that's more or less, this is like the bars that are underneath, or rather the table that's underneath in, in option view. And uh, so, that you don't really have in, in thinkorswim. Uh, because they don't have the risk graph at all, so in back test mode. Anyway, so let's go forward now, and the, you could actually you could actually do this in sort of either think or swim or Hoadley, because Hoadley also you can run this forward. For instance, um, you could do well. First, let me show you switch the table view. So so there there's your values if you want to see, and you can say show Greeks on analysis state. And so here you have all the Greeks across your horizontal axis. And again, you don't have that in, uh, in thinkorswim in backtest mode. So, so it is a nice compliment. It's $120 if you want the full version. $125 one-time cost. Holdly? H-O-A-D-L-E-Y, just search on Hoadley options and, and you'll find it. And so let's go forward though, and let's go forward because really we don't have any action yet, do we? 
So uh, let me, well, let me go back. Well, let me do it here while we're here, I guess. So I've saved a number of scenarios here. So let's go. Don, for, Don just let you know, June 6th is the first date that we needed to do something. Yeah, so um, here is June, is that June 6th pre? Yeah, June 6th pre. <clears throat> so um, let me just see here. I don't know, this one here. No, this, let me see about this. It might not be correct. Is that correct? Hardly, right? No, I think it is. We just, well, let me see. Recenter it. That doesn't look right. But let's, let's look at, oh, is there, I think I did two of them. Let me see if I can read that. Look at June 6th post because maybe that one is an error. So June 6th post. So this is after the adjustment. What have I done here? Notice I split. Here's your split, uh, Dave. Of the, I just duplicated your trades for the um, for the early ones. And so. Now you'll have to type the vol. There's two ways that you'll have to either you can use a round volatility like 20% and put it on, on the uh, on the uh, settings tab down here, <laughs> or you can. I've been copying in the volatility implied volatilities from Thinkorswim, <coughs> or you can copy in the prices and it will compute it for you, uh, or you can you can import all the data if you have it from somewhere. Uh, and it will uh, use option price and volatility, but we don't have the the, 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 the full, any data necessarily. You can get the you do get the uh, it can download the price data, the closing price daily from I think uh, from Yahoo, but it it can't download uh, the uh, op individual option strikes. It doesn't have that in its own uh, anywhere, <laughs> but it can synthesize it, which. You might not do that badly. It would be actually the equivalent if you run it, but it'll be different. So I tried that and I found it wasn't uh, satisfactory correspondence with thinkorswim because these out of the money calls and puts go to strange volatilities. <laughs> and so you'll get quite different uh, de deltas and uh, vegas if you, uh, If you if you do that, what time is it? Oh, already late. Anyway, so uh, but you can uh, you can see that. Let's go back to Thinkorswim so that we don't totally neglect it. If we can, Dave, please, uh, on your machine. And so what you do? Okay, so. Uh, then we go forward here to the sixth, and there, what you happens here, what you have to do, it shows that the profit 
That's 39.45 and 34.25. So what is our profit position on June 6th according to this? Yeah, about $500. And now what I do, but we want to adjust here. So uh, on June, uh, okay, so here on June 6th, um, we split the strikes here, 1100, which is Dave's a trade again. <clears throat> and um, we, we close, what I do is I re-enter the position. In other words, you can put in a whole bunch of spreads here. This is just one way to do it. There's a completely different way of doing it. But <clears throat> to make it look easy to read, to me it's much nicer looking at your net position here when we readjust, after adjustment. So I re-enter the position and I close out this trade. It's just the same thing as if we simply did that. We simply closed out this trade completely and opened the new one. So, but what we have to do is make a note then of this profit at this point, and I'll show you a spreadsheet in a second that does that, and uh, uh, and reset the profit to zero for this new trade. Treat this as a new trade, and now this, however, won't go away. There's no way. Well, you can clear the check on the left. It doesn't make any difference in what shows here. Oh, you can, but I don't want to destroy my workspace. I want to keep my workspace so I can go back and step back and forth through it and make different adjustments and see what happens. Uh, so, uh, so I simply leave it here and ignore it. Isn't that easier than deleting it and, and having to re-enter it if you want, if, if you want, if you want to use it again? <laughs> so, so simply ignore this now as we go forward to June 9, which is the next one, and uh, now, although this is showing profits and losses, we don't care about that anymore because we're now looking at the dates, the ones that were entered on June 6th as of June 9, um, because our current date here is June 9. So I'm just, really this is bookkeeping. I'm just showing you bookkeeping, but it's, a, it's something you have to deal with. Somehow or other, you have to be able to compute your profit. And somehow or other, you have to be able to see your trades. You can't just put in the deltas. It doesn't have what option view has where those buttons, you click it and it shows you before and after. And then as we go forward, because I, I'm running out of time a little bit, not too badly. Well, we'll leave some time for some questions. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, okay, June 6th is that, Editor June 6th. So now let's continue on. Let's step forward and look at our deltas here. Uh, our delta is minus 78. It says here, what is our actual delta? Overall delta. Because we're, see, I'm not closing out the long call. I'm just leaving it there because there's no point. You know, it's just, it's nice and convenient to leave. So our net delta is now about 22. So that's within range, so that's fine. And our vega, the long call does not have any significant vega. 
because don't forget it's a surrogate for a long underlying, a long stock position. And long stock positions, most of the Greeks are zero. So therefore, it's it's quite it's not too bad to do this because it's not as if you have to add together numbers. Most of the time, the only the only uh, delta is going to be a hundred or one if you in another. So you just have to say that this uh, that this is a twenty delta, twenty two delta, and vega is minus fifty. At least it's still negative. Well, let's go on to the eleventh and. And this is 20 now, right? 100 minus. Do people hey, see hey, what Donald? I'm saying? Yes. Uh, just a quick, just a quick note. Uh, when I went through mine on June 9th, we actually rolled the position up from 1100 to 1140. Mm-hmm. See, here's where we enter it, Dave. The the trade. It, I'm just look. It doesn't matter. Yeah, this is. I'm just looking at the June 6th position as of now because it is. Oh, hang on a sec. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought we're on June 9th. I'm looking at the wrong position. And let me just see. Let me go back to the 9th. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't hear you mention that you had rolled the position from 1100 to 1140. No, no, you're right. I didn't mention. That's what we do. Here it is, though, June 9th, and it's just progressive each. I guess when I was pointing at June 6th, I was saying this, we are ignoring this now. Oh, we should, I, that's what I should have said. Uh, yeah, we're now looking at the position we had. Since we're, if we're looking here at June 10th, then yes, we, uh, on the 9th, we went back and we rolled. Uh, on June 9th, this is a trade we entered, which now does have the, your roll. So do you know when you look at this, like what your Greeks are on June 9th before you did the roll? Or you can't, you can, you yes, maybe can't yes, see Yes, you do, because it's back on the June 6th. Well, no, and, but we're talking about June 9th. I know, but no, it's what I'm saying is it's back on the trade that is marked as having been entered on June 6th. Okay, but it's showing the Greeks from the 9th. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, it's showing what that position held until we did the adjustment. And on the, uh, on the, on the 9th, whereas the, the one in the 9th is showing, the, as we go forward now, on the 10th and so forth, it's showing the Greeks now. This one is now irrelevant and wrong because we've stepped forward into, into another version of our butterfly trade, <clears throat> of, our, of our butterfly, I mean. So that's the basic idea. Uh, let's see, June 9th, uh, at minus 92, that's an 8 delta, which is certainly fine, the, you know, so far. But as we keep going, and... and, and Don, just as, a, just as a point of reference, the Greeks, as everyone should understand, the Greeks that are in thinkorswim mm -hmm. and the Greeks that are in option view are a little bit different. Well, they can be, but uh, some people have they said will, they will. They will be. Yeah, they can. They can vary, but you see, what I tried to do. There's a couple of different models up here you can set, and and uh, let me just see. Here. see. Yeah, it's under application. It's under application settings. And look and feel. And uh, these do not are not actually affected, and I found in 
Uh, yeah, it's in. Um, I think it's under display. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the first one. This is this is what John Locke. Well, it doesn't matter what you set it to here. For it matters great deal if you're trading a contract because you're projecting forward. It does. It turns out, as far as I can see, it doesn't matter. But it, John Locke recommends volatility small approximation, as I recall, in general. But it won't it won't change any of these values. You'll see. Uh, but here, but it will when you're actually trading it because there it's making projections. Here we have all the values. We have all the prices. We have uh, we can compute the actual value. There's there's no that's what all the systems would do when you're looking at a point in time. So uh, uh, they do very slightly even still. Yes, you're correct. Uh, okay, so that's the basic idea. Uh, and notice these, this trade hasn't been entered. So it's sort of a rolling trade for the butterfly combined with, and we, I could go into it. Can we go back? Uh, no, can we go to, Dave, to um, the PDF of the uh, summary of the trades, if we could find that? Um, so, Don, i got a, just a quick question for you. Yes. D does the data show that, that there's a Vega problem on June 9th? And let's go back and look. <laughs> and because that was that was because that was the reason that I had to roll up. No, yeah, we should clarify that. The June ninth, the the, uh, the, the there should be a reason for the roll, or the reason to do something. Yeah, but you've already justified that. But but let's look at it. Um, trade date. Yeah, the vague, the vega basically was positive, which I assume that you're. Let's see. Yeah, be, well, it's minus forty-two. You need to have the long call checked as well, don't you? No. Oh well, it should be checked. Yeah, but it won't affect anything. Um, forty-two. Um. Okay, maybe the number. It could be a slight discrepancy that I do not remember, but um, the Vega. What did you have? Did you have a you had a positive Vega on June? Yeah, yeah about positive twenty three. Yeah, let's see, positive twenty three. Well, certainly um, on June sixth. Well, that's the entry on June sixth. That's the corrected one. Yeah, there's your Vega right there, 64, positive. That's yeah, but that's that's the last day of the old trade. That's June 6th. Oh, well, let's go back to June 6th. No, it's June 9th is the day it's we June, looked June, at it. June 9th. June 9th, the day of the roll. So, uh, oh, I see. So, oh, that's a, that's an updated. June sixth. I don't know. There could be a discrepancy. They worked out for me. I don't remember. I was adjusting these. Um, and just so, and just to let you know that long call does have a vague component. It should have about twenty nine vega as associated with yeah, the long call. No price quoted by Thinkorswim for that, so it gives it. Uh, it uh, that's the reason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, See, if it were an outright stock, it would not have a Vega. Uh, so Tinker Swim is treating this as 100% of the money. 
That's simply the data it has. It's a discrepancy in the data. You're correct. That's what it is. It's a discrepancy in the data between that particular incident between thinkorswim and option view. Option view right. is saying that it has a value that really would be the long put in one anyway. That there is a mine. Mine showing about 28, 28 vega for the long call. Yeah. Okay. So. Just uh, as a reference. Yeah, there's a, you can look at the values. I looked at them. I traced this down. It's simply that uh, thinkorswim tr just treats, it doesn't assign for all through after a certain point. It says it's 100% of the yeah, that's, money. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just, just letting you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Dave, could we find the, uh, the PDF of the summary? Uh, not the, the other one. The one with just a table of numbers, or you could get it off. Yeah, this one. So here's what it looks like as I as I uh, calculated it. Uh, this is your so basically you have your long call butter, you have your long call, you have your butterfly, and to calculate the cumulative profit, you have to do this. So in other words, you simply add the open prof uh, the profit. Uh, let's see, over, yeah, the profit, each trade, each adjustment, to get, you add the open pro, you add that to that to get that, you add uh, that to that uh, to get, you just cumulatively add in the open profit. And sure enough, this shows uh, notice the nice rising, I think in a way this is, you know, uh, shows the nice rising profit on the long call. And it shows uh, the butterfly, these are successive adjustments. Most of them, yeah, and most of them uh, lost money. But you don't care because you say that's, um, you know, I'm, I'm not into making naked bets. So notice it's monotonic increasing overall profit. I just did the first few days. So this is a simple calculation you can do in this little spreadsheet on the side. And any final, uh, do people understand the idea of what I'm saying? In other words, that's a method, you can bookkeeping it any way you want, but it's not trivial in think or swim. You just have to bookkeep your successive trades. I hope that gets the idea across. Does it? Okay, uh, Dave, did you want to add anything? Uh, not on this, but necessarily. I mean, I don't imagine, but just in general. Uh, Ryan had a question. Go ahead. Uh, you may have answered this last time, so forgive me. The best time of day to trade, uh, you basically 12.30 Pacific time or 3.30? I believe uh, what Dave said last time, he's asking about the best time to trade, but what uh, Ryan and what uh, Dave said last time is just pick any time and do it the same time every day, preferably, and he doesn't even require, that isn't even necessary. Sometimes, yeah. uh, well, yeah, you have to do it every day, but you, you don't have to do it absolutely at the same time every day. Is that correct? Yeah, there's, there's, there's no magic to a specific time. Um, personally, I like to do it towards the end of the day, but you know, somewhere within you know the last hour and a half of the day or so. But uh, for example, you know, my my son would do it at one point where he was heading off to work at 
<clears throat> remember this East Coast time, he had to go to work at 9 o'clock in the morning, so he had to make sure his trades were done by 8, 8.30 in the morning. And right. that happened to be, since he couldn't trade at work, that was his end of the day. So that's just, you have to pick your time. We're, we're at, at the witching hour here. We have to, we're going to, uh, where are they? The Cameron uh, Bar and Grill. Please join us. Let's have a really nice hand for Dave Thomas. Thank you very much, Dave. Well, thank you, guys. I'm uh, I'm, I'm heading out as well for a nice uh, dinner with my wife. So, <laughs> have a great evening. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. -bye.